Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're doing something a bit different. Yes. Today is a story time episode. Yeah, I mean, they, they are all related to Europe and Germany. And I think in a way, there are many lessons to take away Could be. from these stories. So in fact, this is an education just in a different way. And you guys have said how much you love us when we tell stories. So Here's why not stories. just a whole episode of stories? Exactly. So uh, let's get rolling. Oh, yeah. We are very excited to introduce our brand new sponsor, MyExpatTaxes.com. We love recommending you guys useful companies that we ourselves have used, and this is, of course, no different. Americans living in Germany still need to file a tax return, believe it or not, in the U.S. It's hard enough filing taxes in Germany, and now having to then file your taxes in the U.S. on the top can be a pain. But don't worry, you can file a U.S. tax return easily and stress-free via MyExpatTaxes.com. You can file your return through their website in as little as 15 minutes without missing a single deduction and always feel confident that you've completed everything since they include all the forms an expat would need. Taxes for U.S. expats are due on June 15th this year. However, you can file a free extension via the My Expat Taxes software. And once they submit the extension for you to the IRS, you will have until October 15th to complete your taxes. Wow. Now use our discount code AGDW to receive 10% off of your order or go to our website and click the My Expat Taxes logo at the bottom, which will automatically apply that discount. To learn more, of course, go to MyExpatTaxes.com. Thank you very much, guys, for supporting the podcast. And here we are after a little break. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird uh, being back here after having a week off. I feel like we haven't had a week off since... Um I think Christmas time. Christmas, yeah. yeah. And it's weird uh, to us. Even it's only been a, a week, but yeah. for some reason, we get, you get so used to meeting every Wednesday that having that week off, like you said when you came here, you're like I haven't feel like I've, I haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> yeah, <right>? Exactly, <laughs> it's, it's really bizarre. It's also nice to have, an, uh, to have a sponsorship again. So thank you for that. Yes, that really helps. And you know, in the in the in between times, you guys have been really helping with the donations. They truly oh have been saving uh, our asses. So thank you so much, guys. With honestly, no joke. Without your donations, we would be absolutely screwed. We would have zero. Yeah, this podcast might have ended a while ago. Yeah. Um, they really help because you know we're not the most expensive podcast in the world, but things do cost money. So and whiskey's uh, not cheap. Who knew? Who knew? We should have drank something cheaper, like yeah. Kool Aid. And website hosting is not cheap, and uh, yeah, it all adds up. So thank you very much, guys. Yes. Now uh, it's been a week, so we've got a lot of juice and news for you guys. So let's we do. dive on in. Okay, the first one um, we talked about this a few episodes ago, but. Everyone who's been a listener for a little while should know about Spargel. So the white or the asparagus that they have right the white, now. The white asparagus. The white asparagus. Which we mentioned Germans think as white gold because it's, uh, I don't know. We don't know why. We don't know why. Yeah. It's, 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 a th it's a thing. But Jeff found a McDonald's Spargel burger. Yes. McDonald's has announced that they are offering a special <laughs> burger during the Spargelzeit, which is the asparagus time, the season it's it's a burger with frickin' grilled <laughs> sparkle on it. I don't know what else to tell you. There's uh, it's a burger with white asparagus on it. Yeah, so um, mm. that's I think that really Yum. drives home our point that Germans are obsessed with True. white asparagus for an unknown reason and enough that McDonald's had to create <laughs> their own special burger, <laughs> special burger for the German market. I I know I'm not gonna say I recommend you try it. I've never tried it. I probably won't try it. 
I no, if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm getting a I'm, I'm getting a Big I'm, Mac. I'm getting a real burger. Yeah. Not a spargle. I mean I my, my interest is peaked, to be fair. Yeah, if somebody else gets it, I'll take a bite, but I am not spending money on a spargle burger. Yeah, fair enough. Anyways. It's not gonna happen. But anyways, Germans are crazy and uh, you knew that. So yeah. if you've listened to the show more than once. <laughs> now a quick thank you to Forest Lion. That is Forest Lion and Zorse 20, because you guys gave us some amazing five-star reviews. One was very succinct and beautiful, and the <laughs> yeah. other one was long and beautiful. Both said very kind things, so th- thank you very much, guys. Yes, we always appreciate those five-star reviews, or any reviews, honestly. Even if they're one star, but prefer, you know, whatever. Moving on, <laughs> um, last uh, Thursday was Father's Day in Germany, also known as Hedentag or Menetag. It's also a holiday called Christi Himmelfahrt, I think. Which yeah, is when Jesus we, went back up to the sky. Yeah, the, uh, I guess in English it's called Ascension Day. Ah, I yes, think. Ascension uh, Day. But that's the part of the that's one version of that day that nobody gives a shit about. At least it's, up here in it's Berlin, it's either Father's Day or Man's Day. Man's Man, Day. Man, Man, Man yeah. And I think we talked about it last year. Uh, but pretty much what a lot of people do, especially in the villages, uh, you get with your you get with your boys, get with the crew. <laughs> and you get like a wagon and you fill the wagon up with beer and grill stuff and you kind of walk around all day and just get absolutely smashed and um it's basically it's fun it's like a um like a bachelor party it's like a bachelor party exactly to celebrate how amazing your manliness is and and it's great because it's it's a uh, every thursday um every year it's on a thursday and you always have that day off it's a bank holiday so no one works that day and that's pretty cool yeah, it's a proper proper public proper holiday. holiday. I mean, it's it's probably more for the Father's Day aspect of it, the day I off. Mean, probably not for the getting wasted uh, with your with your homies. I mean, Frauentag, you, you get a day off of work too. It's also a bank holiday. Well, in Berlin, but still. Yeah. But Frauentag, again, it's uh, uh, to celebrate women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess men are talking too. But I think we've turned but, it I mean, in, we don't really need to celebrate like a, no, men. No, we just celebrate the... The drunkenness. Yeah. Like, it's not a day to celebrate men because that's just ridiculous. It's just a day where we just get, you know, little little tipsy. Yeah. And this this year I did not join, uh, but it was a pretty rainy, kind of not a great day for to be outside, huh? Yeah, no, it wasn't the best day. But we, we, I still went for a walk uh, down in Vedding through the park. And it was lovely. Um, played on a playground for a bit. Saw some goats. It was a day. <laughs> Love seeing goats. <laughs> Saw some goats. Yeah, it was a fun day. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I was with a few people, but uh, pretty soon we can be with more people outside because Germany is slowly, finally reopening. We finally have good, positive coronavirus news in yeah, Germany. Yeah, we, we, we won't give you the whole spiel, the whole list. Not because all of the news, you can look at that up. Too much information. But yeah, I mean, as of this Friday, in, in Berlin at least, restaurants and see, and for, maybe some of you don't realize since I think the 20th of November... We've been in lockdown. We've been in a lockdown. So yeah. for several, several months, and since the 20th of November, all bars, all restaurants, all cafes have been cl- There's been nothing, nothing open. There's a zero cultural life. Exactly. So things are starting to reopen this Friday. Uh, beer gardens, restaurants, cafes can open, of course, only for outdoor seating. Right. Um, but even then, you have to provide either a negative uh, corona test or... Uh, Proof or have vaccination. Proof of vaccination, exactly. It's like each week a new thing they is have reopening. Like a, like a plan of what's going to happen every week Steps. as long as the uh, incident rate stays below 100, which today was at like 60-something. So it's going down. Cases are going down. Vaccinations are going up. Cautiously positive. Can't be too positive, but I'm cautiously positive. I don't want to get burned again like we did last summer. But yes, Berlin and Germany in general are slowly opening up again. 
uh, thank God. Hopefully things will be normal-ish by the end of summer at least. So um, hope so. Uh, but yeah, so uh, related news starting June seventh. That is June seventh. That's in a few weeks. All people in Germany, regardless of age uh, or health, can now get the vaccine. And no more priority group groups starting June seventh. Yes, which sounds great. However, but currently it is practically impossible to get an appointment for right. anybody <laughs> exactly. who doesn't already have a v appointment or a vaccine. If you, if you go on their website and you click on any of the vaccination centers, it just says no availability, no availability, no availability. Or suddenly it'll show a time slot. You'll click on that time slot and immediately gone, gone no availability. And this has been like this for weeks. And so there are millions upon millions of people in Germany who now can get a, a vaccine, but can't also because <laughs> the, the option is there it's just it's just there's not really a possible way to to make well, these appointments i, I, I guess know? if you're trying to book your appointment and you're trying to get your time slot and then it's gone because someone else takes it that means someone else got it at least right i hope so i mean uh but there's still it just still means there's millions of people who are having trouble getting appointments and also appointments are able to be um booked with uh, normal uh you know house doctors except there's the same same oh, yeah, issue overwhelmed i'm assuming they all they all have are receiving hundreds of emails each day have lines out the door right. of people just showing up hoping and there's just no appointment so um yeah it's they, they have to figure something out because right now there's just no appointments even right. though yeah but it's um it's better than it was so it's i think things are on their way uh so if you plan on moving to uh germany you can probably start planning now because by the time you get here, things will be better and open and able to actually come over. Um, as they also get rid of the travel restrictions as well, based on different countries. Exactly. Yeah. Now, now is the time to come back. You know, the restrictions are lessening. Things will be there'll be actually places to go and to do things. Exactly. And the weather is not great right now, but it hopefully soon will be. So <laughs> better. So I think June is the start of some good things. You know what's a good thing, Jeff? What's that? A really good thing is drinking a bottle of whiskey. Ooh, doggy. A whole bottle. Oh, yeah. To yourself. Oh, my. Um, so today... <laughs> I hope you bought a separate one for me, too, then. This was a recommendation by a listener, and this is called... We should have looked up who that listener's name is, because then I would have thanked him, but uh, we did not do that. So thank you, sir, or <laughs> madam. <laughs> Sorry. God, we're, it, we're, a little, we're a little rusty today. Yeah. It's, been, it's been a while. Uh, anyways, this is called Penderin Single Malt Welsh Whiskey Myth. So I think Penderin is the like, distillery and Myth yeah. is the name of the whiskey. Penderin Single Malt Welsh Whiskey Myth. Non-chilled, filtered, and no color added. Color with an OU because it's British. Oh, yes. And it's 41% alcohol by volume. Now I'm going to read the back real quick as I do. Fresh and lively. Myth has mixed citrus fruits mingling with apple, pear drops, and the merest hint of tropical fruits. Which is weird, tropical fruits and whales, but all right. <laughs> True, actually, yeah. In the mouth, in the mouth, all right, in the mouth sweetness dominates, then moves over little to allow some refreshing bitterness to emerge while the mixed fruits continue to dominate the flavor. So it's kind of it to, to move over. You yeah, know? Just get out of the way. Mixed fruits are coming in. Gradually, all the flavors simply ebb. That's a word. Ebb. E-B-B. -B. I don't know what that means. Me neither. Gradually, all the flavors simply ebb away to leave memories of a lively and light style of whiskey that is easy to drink. And it's funny, too. So here it says at the bottom, it says, know your limits. <laughs> There's 28.7 UK units per bottle. 
and regular glass should be 1.02 UK units. And it says UK Health Department recommends adults do not regularly exceed three to four units daily. Daily. That's three to four whiskeys a day they recommend. No, no. They say you shouldn't exceed that. They're not saying you should do that. But still like... They're saying that's the max. So they're, so they're saying like three a day is good? No, they're saying beyond that is bad. They're not saying anything's good. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Okay, good point. Anyways, let's uh, pop this guy open. Whoa. Wow, wow, wow. Thank you, sir. No problem. Could you have slammed it any harder now? How's that, Jeff? Damn, boy. All right, uh, let's take a sip. Or a smell, I mean. It's so rusty. It smells really good. I like what it's it giving me. It smells sweet, yeah. There we go. All right, cheers. I poured you way more. That is delightful. That's very nice. It is very nice. I'd like to point out, this is kind of in theme with our now defunct Around the World Tour. Because uh, Wales, we have never had a whiskey from Wales before. Didn't know they made whiskey either. But again, just like England. It just makes sense that places where people are <laughs> make whiskey. <laughs> they make whiskey. <laughs> Anyways, uh, before we get into the uh, the meat of this episode, which is, again, story time. Please give us a so any kind of review you want on uh, Apple Podcasts. We really, we really appreciate reading those, and uh, and we appreciate all of you listening to us. Give us a subscribe on whatever content listening platform you're using. Exactly. Like the one you're using right now. <laughs> like right now. And also check out our website, which is agdwpodcast.com. Lots of cool content on there. And if you missed last episode, you'll get photos of me from like 10, 15 years ago. So that's fun. For some. For some. <laughs> So, but here we are. We're going to tell you some cool stories. Uh, most of mine are kind of backpacking through Europe related. I mean, uh, Alex's are all Germany related too. Some with some travel, some that include some uh, nudity. So Ooh, nudity. Oh, oh, now you're listening. Oh, oh so okay. cover your eyes, kids, <laughs> and your ears. You'll hear the the nude people. You're going to hear them. All right. Um, so I'll, I'll start with a story. Is yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, yeah okay. go ahead. Yeah. So I want to tell a story that I love because it's such a kind of like romantic story of what you kind of want to expect when you travel. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think everyone knows exactly. Like, you know, some people who've never been to Europe before, like I'm going to go to Paris and they have in their head what Paris is, you know, right. from movies. So like, I know exactly what you mean. You and, know. and you want to have like these crazy, you know, off the cuff experiences. And sometimes when you go traveling, you don't meet anyone. You don't meet any locals. You see the cities. You don't actually, you know, get done what you kind of want. You don't get yeah, involved I, I in know. the culture. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. You go in there, but you're not really in the culture. But I had a really awesome kind of cultural moment with with the locals. Um, really cool. So uh, a few years ago, my girlfriend and I, or Bobby, I can see Bobby now. Uh, Bobby and I uh, decided to go on a holiday for the weekend. We just want to do a weekend trip outside of Germany. Yeah. And we're like, all right, what's, what's a cheap ticket? And then we saw Sofia, Bulgaria. It's, it's a really cool, beautiful city, you know, old, uh, old um, um, Soviet uh, country and, you know, not a lot of money there, but like it's so charming and the people there are super nice. Nice. And and the city itself kind of has this like uh, shabby chic kind of look to it. Like it looks kind of run down, but still really beautiful. Right on. Um, I loved it. I really like Sofia a lot and it's crazy and expensive to fly there and to be there. It's crazy and expensive or? It's crazy and expensive. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Um, so anyways, uh, one night we decided we, we walked around all day. We did a walking tour to learn about the history of the city. And we're like, let's go to like find a little local bar if we can. 
So we find this bar with like only Bulgarians, what we thought were Bulgarians in there. And we're like, cool, let's let's go here. So I go up to the bar and I was like, hey, like one wine. And I was like, what's a good uh, Bulgarian beer? And he's like, we don't have good Bulgarian beers. What you want is a German beer. And I'm like, no, I don't want a German beer. I, I, I live in Germany. I want a Bulgarian beer. Come on, give me one of your Bulgarian beers. He's like, all right, my friend, you asked. So he gave me a beer. I probably got a wine. And then, of course, he's like, you want a Rocky? Uh, Rakia, which is like a drink they have a lot in Turkey and Bulgaria and also in um, Greece. It's called, it's called Uzo in Greece. But, but they're not actually the same things. They're, they're just different. similar. Yeah. They're very, very strong alcoholic drinks that make you want to puke after you have them. Yeah. But also you want more for some reason. They're very, <laughs> they're cool. So I was like, yeah, like, do you want with me? He's like, sure. He took him with me. It was nice. So we're hanging out. And then this couple sits down next to us. And um, we noticed that they're also not Bulgarian. And we talked to them. And it was funny. He was American and she was German and um, they lived in Germany and he was also a early childhood teacher as well. It what was, are the freaking odds, man? Right? It, it, was, wow. it was super bizarre. It was like yeah. looking in a mirror. Um, so we hung out a lot of the night and then the bar, the bartender comes up to us. He's like, hey guys, we're closing up. And we're like, oh man, all right. Um, do you have any rec- recommendations? Where can we go next? What's a cool spot to go? You know, you live around here. And he's like, okay, my friend. He's like, I don't know why that, that accent. When he told us, he's like, okay, my friend. I'm, yeah, I'm not doing accents anymore. He's like, uh, walk down this uh, street, take your first right, keep walking down, take another right, and go down some steps. You're going to see this black door, knock on the door and get in. It's a cool bar there. Oh, nice. And we're like, Dude, I dig a place you have to like, knock on exactly. the door. You have to know there's no sign or whatever. And this yeah. is what I mean. One of those like adventures you want to stumble upon that like yeah. we finally did. And so was the other couple coming with you or did they, yeah, they, they decided to come with us. I was like, yeah, come with us. Let's, let's go out, man. And at this point we probably had, you know, we had a few beers. So it was a, it was a fun walk to get there. And so we get to the door and I'm like, I was, I was like, what do we, are we doing this? Like, I don't know who this guy was who told us to come here. This is it was like in the back alley, like really sketchy looking place. Did it even look like a bar door or just, no, just it, like it, a random door? It was pretty much just like, it was down a few steps from my, 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 my memory, which is not great. It was like, I think it was like a brick building. It was like a big black, not like a small, like a, not big, like a smaller black door kind of like curved atop. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. Um, and so everyone's like, yeah, man, just you know, knock, see what happens. So I'm like, all right, so I knock on the door. And the guy opens up and we're like, is this a bar? He's like, yeah. And he, come on in. <laughs> so he walked down to like this basement and there's no lights in the whole bar. It's about 4,000 candles. Oh, the, man. The, the whole place. Sure. And it was super, super cool. So we get to get some drinks and, um, you know, we're, we're partying a bit. And then all of a sudden from right behind us, the bartender from the other bar comes up with a bunch of Rocky and starts drinking with us all night. Nice. And it was just like one of the most legendary nights I've ever had. And getting home was a, was a, uh, was a doozy. Um, it's kind of one of those, yeah, it's like one of those things you see in a movie, you right. know what I mean? Exactly. Where you're like, oh, that that's would be amazing, you know, where or the night goes completely different turn than you expected, but everything's safe and nothing weird, like nothing overly weird happens, you know? And like and how else would I, like that place is, is on TripAdvisor, you know, it's not like a tourist location. I, as far as I know, maybe it is, I don't know. But uh, from our point of view, it's just seemed like a really sketchy place that was not sketchy at all. Just happened to be gorgeous and a huge fire hazard. I loved it. It was a really cool place. And um, yeah, like I said, you always want to have these special experiences. And when you think yeah. every time you travel, you're going to have them, you're going to be disappointed, but this is one of those times where it was a really, truly special, right place, right time, serendipitous moment. I loved it. I think it's also, it wasn't purely luck. I think also your attitude and the fact that you were probably getting pretty chummy with the bartender. Cause I think a lot of yeah. some people might go in, just order the, the beer 
grab it and go sit down, you know, and that's it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. it's like, you have to make that choice to like sit there, actually, you know, chat with the bartender, you know, get him to liven up a little bit. And then things are more, more likely to happen. You know what I mean? That, Where, that's true. Yeah. Whereas if you kind of just order and break it off and that's kind of it, you kind of in a way decide yourself what kind of night you're going to have. You know what I mean? That's you know? true. Yeah. The guy was a legend. Like I said, uh, everyone, everyone we met in Bulgaria was like incredibly nice, including him. So love it. Uh, I don't remember his name. Um, but like props to that guy. He bought us drinks. Like he had no reason ever even coming out with us, you know, just a bunch of tourists, but he did. And like, he spent his own time hanging out with us. And, uh, I remember that day forever, even though I shouldn't remember it because we had quite a few, <laughs> a drink. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing you stayed at that place uh, with the candles till the wee hours of the, till the morn. Wee hours. I mean, you couldn't tell how late it was either because True. it was in a basement. Like there was no window. Oh, there's no window. I was going to say, I don't know how the ventilation worked with all the candles, but there probably was none. You're probably, Honestly, you're just sucking in. Probably wasn't cigarette smoke and candle smoke. Like I said, B- B- Bulgaria is not uh, a, a, on the up and up like more Western Europe, but you know, it's still it's good. It's beautiful. You, you had an awesome time, and that's all that matters, right? So I loved it, and I would say to everybody, give Eastern European uh, Eastern Europe a chance. There's some amazing places yeah. that are way cheaper and just as beautiful as uh, Western countries. One hundred million percent. Over the past few years. I've been trying to exclusively only travel to Eastern Europe because I find it, like you said, just as beautiful. Way kind of crazier history. Like you can see the history when you're walking through Eastern Europe. Sure. Uh, it's more uh, inexpensive. The people are incredibly nice. I would almost recommend it over Western Germany. If you're here for the long run, I think- I mean, see Germany, I, I think also for us, we've been here long enough, like we've traveled to the Western countries 50 times. True. So- the Eastern countries are more the unknown for us. I mean, right. we, we've both been to a, a few. I've been but, to a bunch now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but that's why we started going. Because it's like, all right, I've been to France. I've been to here. I've been to there. Right. Like, let's go check out Ukraine. Let's go, different, check out, yeah. let's go check out uh, Slovenia. I 100% and, recommend the Balkans. Awesome countries. Oh, yes. Beautiful people. Beautiful beaches. Why is someone going there? I don't understand it. You know what? Don't now go. they will. Actually, don't go. Now they'll go. No, don't. Now next time you go... It'll be crowded and you'll be like, what happened? And then everyone will turn and be like, I don't know this podcast. I recommended it. It was weird. Yeah. Oh, these dicks. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, uh, please tell us uh, one of your... That was a lovely story. Thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, the first story I'll start with is my f- first time ever stepping foot in G- on German soil. That'll be my Ooh, first one. Fun. And this all starts with, uh, so I'm 18, high school comes to an end. My big deal for end of high school is I'd got kind of gotten the traveling bug a little bit before. Sure. I'm like, I'm doing, because my, my dad had told me back in the 70s, he had done all these crazy uh, backpacking trips to Europe and whatever. So I'm like, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a backpacking trip Especially to Europe. 18 years old. That's such a great age. Exactly. If you're like, hey, I don't want to go to university now or maybe later I do, but like, screw it. I'm young. I'm a go. Exactly. Yeah. Risky also a bit because you're also very young, but awesome. Yeah, but I, I absolutely recommend it. It'll open up your eyes. and For it, sure. It, it's to this day, one of the best experiences that I can think of. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I'm 18. We have uh, me and my friend uh, Jameson. We got this amazing, you know, month plus backpacking trip planned. Uh, got our Euro p- rail passes all ready to go. Nice. Then a few days before our trip, I get a little sick, and it turns out I have uh, mono, which is mononucleosis. Fun. And the doctor says the, ki- okay, the kissing the disease. Kissing disease. Yeah, whatever. Which just like I was like as an no, anybody. Which funny enough, my uh, girlfriend uh, was Austrian. And she asked her friends, like, I don't know, what's this mono? And they're like, oh, it's the kissing disease. And she 
thought I had cheated on her because everyone told her it was the cult of kissing, <laughs> that you could only get it from kissing. And then I had to tell her like, no, that's just a phrase. Like you can get it from just sharing a drink. Like, so, but yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was a moment where she freaked out. But anyways, so I get mono and the doctor says, okay, for the next month you have, you are, you have to be in bed. That's it. For the next month. For the next month. Oh, true. Cause mono really knocks you out. Doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. Mono, if you don't know, uh, it literally sucks every bit of energy from you. And, and if you try to even go for like a long walk, you'll pass out or, you know, like you just have, don't have any energy. And also like dehydrates you a lot too, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you, anyways, doctor says you, you should not do anything. And so you're, you're in Europe already at this point. No, no, no. So this is like a few days before we're supposed to fly for your month trip. Yeah. A few days before, like literally I think it was three days before the start of the trip. Oh I, get, I get told I have mono. That's a nightmare. So I have to call my friend and say uh, th th what we've been waiting for, for a year Sorry, uh, I'm just, I'm ruining it. I'm so sorry. But I'm like, I don't want to ruin this for you. Please go, you know, like the tickets are on refund. Like you just go have a great time. And he's a legend. He's like, you know, a lot of people wouldn't be able to go on their own. He's like, okay, I'm going. So he goes on his own. Good for him. And three, go Jameson. And three days later, you know, I'm in bed, you know, just exhausted, whatever. And it's like 2 a.m. I get a call from, from him. And he's just... Yeah, dude, I'm in Amsterdam having the time of my life. Oh my god, <laughs> this guy over here just went to a prostitute. This is so I'm at the coolest bar. And because you know, in the states when you're 18, you can't drink, but then suddenly you're in Europe, you can drink everywhere. Oh yes, you remember? true. Yeah, so yeah, there's yeah that, true. There's that. So he's he's just this is the best time of my life. You gotta get your butt over here. I hang up the phone and I'm like, I'm fucking going. And so I go online that minute and I go to Travelocity, whatever it is. I I book. I, I already canceled my other flight. I, I book a new flight. I'm just like I cannot oh miss I cannot miss out on this like life changing coolest trip ever. But dude, you have mono. Like, I know I have mono. You're right? gonna die. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a few days, and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling better. Oh, no, no, you're, no, you're not. <laughs> and anyway, so my, of course my parents are like, don't go, don't go. But you're 18. You know, you're an adult. You do what you want. But you know, we highly don't recommend this. But anyways, so I, so I go. So I, 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 you, so I sort of interject. You're really lucky you don't have Jewish parents because if you're Jewish parents, there was no way in hell you're getting out of that house. I don't care how old you are. They would strap you down. They would literally change the locks on the door so you couldn't leave. Trust me, my parents probably want to do the same thing. But again, they're, they're pretty cool. Like It's like once I turn 18, they're like, they, they, they'll tell me my opinion, their opinion, you know, yeah. as much as they can. But it's like, like, you're an adult. Go ahead, idiot. Do you yeah, make your mistake or whatever. So uh, so I go and my friends at that point he was in in Munich, so I'm like all right where are you at Munich flying so I so I fly to Munich, <laughs> and I just remember you know up to this point like I'd never been to Germany before, uh, I just you know I, I, I had a huge interest in Germany though like I, lo I love to watch travel shows about Germany I you know seen pictures you know heard stories whatever. Remember, as I'm flying in, I just see these, you know, the, the Alps in the distance, these oh, beautiful green rolling hills. And it's just like, it's exact like you, it's exactly what you pictured it would be. Right, exactly. And then I remember I landed, I'm going through customs. And remember at this time, I'm this, you know, 18 year old boy, right? And the custom officer who's asking for my passport. You look like shit. Yeah, I look like shit. But the customs officer who's asking for my passport is this drop dead, gorgeous, like 22 year old German, like stereotypical, you know, blue, blue, what do you think in a scene movie? Like blue, blue eyes, blonde, blonde, hair. blonde flowing hair, gorgeous, gorgeous with a, you know, gun on her belt or whatever, you know, and, nice. and I'm just like, and I'm just like, 
the, the myth is true or like you know it's like oh my god it's, it's, i'm in the holy land yeah, it's, everything is what i thought it would be and then I, and then i remember i go outside to catch a, the taxi into town and every taxi is a mercedes-benz i'm true, just like yes. what is this and the states are all forged and, and, and to be clear they're always e-classes not not the c they're the e-classes these are the nice ones yeah nice. i get it and it's leather seats whatever again everything you think about germany you know everything's like you're like this is everything is different you know i'm like mercedes-benz oh my god what's this oh take me to town i mean my my friend he's at this thing called a hostel i'm like oh take me to this hostel whatever that is i'll meet at this guy it's like a hotel with an s i don't know yeah and so i get there and then you know big hug everything and oh and my uh, uh, girlfriend at the time who's uh, austrian she came up from vienna so she met us as well super cool so a big reunion because i hadn't seen her in a while And, and how are you feeling at this point I think the adrenaline rush of all this new stuff, you know, being yeah. in Germany, everything being so exciting, I wasn't really noticing. I was feeling a little, obviously, a little you know, off. But and I'm I, sure you slept the whole plane ride there, too. Oh, yeah. I was knocked out. And usually I can't sleep on plane rides. So Perfect. Hey, damn. pro tip. Want to sleep on a plane? Get mononucleosis. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I meet up with my friend. And the first thing he says, and I, this is at the Munich train station, he's like, Jeff, there's literally a thing called a beer garden where they serve beer in a garden. I have to take you there. They have these huge glasses that are like bigger than your head I mean, I'm full to, of beer. I'm trying to imagine as an 18-year-old. Yeah, you don't know, you know any of it. Like exactly. it's, all, it's all normal to us. That's but, probably like the most incredible words ever here yeah. ever. And I'm like, dude, take me there. <laughs> so we go, another taxi, go to this, this beer garden. And again, what I didn't know at the time was that, what my doctor didn't mention to me <laughs> is that when you have uh, mono, your uh, liver is not functioning properly. So mm. it, it's not cleaning your blood as it should. Now your liver normally is removing the out, al- cleaning the alcohol out of your blood. Right. My liver is no longer doing that. So the alcohol is just staying in your the bloodstream and being as harsh as possible. Oh, and good. It, so you're, like you, you should not have a sip of beer. Like your liver cannot handle it. So I didn't know that though. So you're, so you're, you're chugging moss. Yeah. And again, this is, I've landed, it's at like eight in the morning. This is the morning, but you know, <laughs> but, but come on, you're 18 first day in Europe, Euro trip. Woo. Yeah, baby. I, yeah. I, I, I want to claim an idiot, but like you're 18. Yeah. I get it. I, I understand every, every single thought process you're having here. I understand 100%. Plus it's one of those trips where you're like, dude, I'm open to everything. I wouldn't normally, I'm open to it. Like this exactly. is a whole new world, whole new venture. So we go to the beer garden. We have one moss, which is a liter of beer, yeah. which is equivalent to like, um, two or three beers or about two, at least two beers, two, maybe two, two, two ger- regular German beers or 0.5. So yeah. or, or, or three, uh, American beers, whatever. A little more than three American yeah. beers. Yeah. But we just have one, but again, I didn't realize. Mm. So, so anyway, so we get up, we start walking to the U-Bahn. And as I'm walking, I start noticing that I have tunnel vision. Oh. So like my uh, my vision is fading to black. Are you sure it wasn't a tunnel from the underground? No, because we <laughs> I remember we were outside. We're at the Olympic Park in Munich. It's a beautiful green area. And suddenly I see the the, literally the walls closing in on me. Okay. And so I'm walking and my vision or my speech got slurred. And I just remember going, Jamie, I don't feel so good. And then blackout. Don't remember anything. And then I wake. Oh my God. Then I wake up. Hearing, and I'm I'm on the 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 gurney, the stretcher inside of a moving ambulance. I'm in the ambulance. My girlfriend's above me, crying, tears falling onto my face. You know, oh my God. and I remember asking her, "Am I dying?" Because I didn't know I, I didn't know why I was I, why yeah, I was of course. there. Yeah. Um, but apparently, I was walking and suddenly just went and then it fell down, and um, and uh, and my girlfriend who was freaking out starts in English yelling, uh, "Call the call an ambulance! Call an ambulance!" And my friend's like. 
hey, say it in German, say it in German. <laughs> Even though German's like her mother tongue, but she was, you know, she was uh, messed up. Anyway, so I go to the, I go to, the uh, to the hospital and this is where they reveal to me, okay, there's this problem. Like, oh, you had beer and you have mono? Oh, okay. Because they thought, because what, what happened was I had a seizure and and fell to the ground and they said like, oh, do you have a, a history of seizures? And then, then I, I explained the situation. Like, oh, oh, only when I drink beer and mono. They're like, oh, you're being stupid. And then they're like, okay, first things first fly back home your trip's over you know don't you know really don't yeah oh they're like you should you're you should not be out of bed you should not be traveling you should not be doing drinking anything um but uh i did not i i was in the hospital for (laughs) for two or three days i witnessed the doctors late at night rush in and force a spinal tap on the guy next to me which was terrifying there was a guy next to me who just he didn't want this one test and uh, at some time, at some point, they they just rushed in the room and strapped him down and forced it on him. And and I don't what? know, I don't speak the language, and I'm like, oh my god, there's th- a bunch of angry Germans screaming. Yeah, it's strapping him down and forcing this needle in his spine, whatever. Oh and I'm freaking out. And then at some point, after two days, they said, yeah, you need to pay us. Uh, we need you to walk. There's an AT- They just said there's an ATM down the street. You need to walk to this ATM. So I had to walk to this ATM, barely being able to walk in my hospital gown. <laughs> they for so you want to say how amazing German healthcare is? Well, they force people to walk down the street in their hospital gown to go to an ATM to get cash to pay for the thing. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't think they're known for their uh, bedside manner. Yeah, so I had to do that, and uh, oh yeah, God. and then after two or three days, met up with my friend again, and then uh, we were we were on our way, and we continued for another five weeks, I think. Yeah, so sounds good. Yeah, that is a wild story, man. <laughs> I don't think any of my stories are going to even come close to that <laughs> epicness because that is ridiculous. But like I said, I understand all the this decision-making process, which was, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want because yeah, you're 18 years old. And I was a smart kid, but like I've just graduated high school. I'm on this amazing journey. I'm in a new country. Like, yeah, you're just like, I'm down for anything. You know, this is amazing. And you're not thinking straight at all. So. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, that's uh, my craziness. Let's dive back into yours. <laughs> okay, so uh, my next story is not very wild, but it's a... Um, hey, and again, I think you and me were so used to this uh, travel, on, travel on Europe, Germany thing that it's like mundane to us. But to, uh, to the people listening, I think this, this, is, this is, could that, be crazy. That could be yeah. true. Anyways, I, 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 this, this is a story about a, a trip that I went on that I want to recommend to anybody in the world who likes doing things. Because... <laughs> This trip was was one of the most incredible uh, trips, and it's within, part of it was within the Germany's borders, so it wasn't even far away. It was just so mind-blowingly awesome and beautiful that uh, I felt like I want to share this to the world Absolutely. because everyone should know about this. Whereabouts? And everyone does know about this. It's the Alps. Like, it's the Alps. Oh, everyone knows. your trip to the Alps. Yeah. Your road trip. Oh, baby. My road trip to the Alps. Uh, everyone knows the Alps are beautiful. Switzerland, And in case you guys don't know, they are beautiful. Just- they, yeah, they are just unreal and, and they they are as amazing as you think they would be you know if you've only more. seen pictures and what yeah and more yeah. more um so yeah so my buddy uh misha and my buddy charlie used to live here um we talked about we we're like hey let's do uh let's do a bro trip uh or, or a broad trip as we call it <laughs> Ooh, hey. broad yeah get it he combined bro and road that's it <laughs> that's it chef this was about um God, it must have been three years ago now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if not longer. Uh, it was uh, summer or yeah. summer. summer so yeah. This is in July, and uh, we said let's we we really want to do a road trip, and we're like, where should we go? We're like, let's let's do the Alps. It's the Alps. It's beautiful. Let's let's get an RV, like a real full on RV. Oh yeah. We're gonna make sure that my buddy uh, that Misha's license would work to drive that. 
since you're uh, unfortunately cannot help in the driving department. No, so he, he was the only one that could drive. Myself and Charlie could not drive. Oh, no. He was so stuck to everything. It was great for me. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, we, we fly down to Munich trying to carry as much things as we possibly can because, you know, we're going on a, on a road trip. Uh, how, how long was the planned trip? Uh, about 10 days. We planned a trip for it. 10 nice. days. Nice. Okay. Which, which was enough to see, you know, all the countries. Plus because of work, you, like you can't be taking a month off, right? Or whatever. Right. So we, we thought 10 days is good. We had a 14-day break. We wanted to have a few days back in Berlin to relax and whatever. So about 10 days, sure. this would be good. We did our research. We didn't really know the route we wanted to go, but we knew where the van was <laughs> and we knew where Munich was. So that was kind of like our starting point. Was the van in Munich? No. We oh. thought it was, but it wasn't. Oh, no. So we find out like a few days before that like the van was not in Munich and it was like, I, don't, I can't remember how long, maybe a half hour, 45 minutes outside of Munich in a place called Landshut. Um, Landshut? Yeah, which means like country hat. Ooh, I just realized that. Which, which is kind probably of a, a perfect name for where that place is. Really yeah. cute name. Yeah. So my Misha, he calls the, the the owner of this company. He's like, oh, we'll pick you up from the airport. We're like, that's awesome. <laughs> so um, Actually, that's really nice. I was, oh, no, I picked uh, this up from, from a train station. So we went on a train, I like think, and then we could pick free up. free service or? For free. Oh. So I think we went on a train, and then he picked us up from some station, and then he drove us to this RV place. I had in my mind like a big RV, you know, uh, rental place. What you'd think of back in the States, yeah. Right. So he, this dude's picking us up, and he's talking to us along the way, and he speaks German, and he speaks very Bavarian, strong Ooh, dialect German. Which is hard even for a German to understand. Right. And our buddy right. Misha is German. He said he had a really hard time understanding this guy, oh, man. let alone me. And he's making jokes. I'm like, <laughs> in the back. I mean, no idea what the hell he's talking about. Um, so we, we pull up to this garage, like a really dinky, tiny garage. Mm. And I'm like, oh, no, this is <laughs> not what we ordered. And it takes about, you know, an hour to get the paperwork done. Not an hour, probably 40 minutes to get the paperwork done, insurances, whatever. And then we see this RV. And we're like, this is a nice looking RV, probably like a mid-2000s. I think it was a Fiat, I want to say. Fiat makes RVs? They do. I didn't know that. They make vans, big vans. All right. And this thing was like cream of the crop. It was awesome, man. Nice. It had, you know, the driver's cockpit with a bed, a, like a double bed above there. Sure. It had... Um, uh, like two couches with a table in between. Nice. Like uh, a, a kitchen with, you know, you could, with a stove grill, a refrigerator. Love it. Um, a shower with a toilet in there. Nice. And two bunk beds in the back, plus a little storage for all your stuff. Like this thing Perfect, was, man. it was like a, yeah. if this is an apartment in Berlin, it would have cost a thousand euros cold. You know, it was, it was awesome. And also had a little awning you put out when you parked it. Like it was awesome. So we're like, all right, guys, like, where, where are we going now? We've got the RV. We've got 10 days. Where are we going? And we knew we kind of generally wanted to go in the Alps, but we didn't really know where on the Alps, what routes to take. And so Misha's like, I, I got this Instagram album of beautiful things around the Alps. So I just follow this Instagram album and find this place along the way. First of all, I, I love that you've, you guys have arrived and our, this is like day one of the trip, and you are now planning what you're going to do. I mean, yeah. kind of. I mean, we, we had general ideas, of course, but like not a real plan plan. Yeah. And the plan changed like 14,000 times on the way uh, as well, you know? Yeah, it's depending on what you see, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so then we found this app that's fantastic um, called Road Trippers, where you like put in your destinations, and it'll kind of make a route for you. So we made a few destinations based just on his Instagram pictures that he saw. Nice. And then along the way, we would, you know, see like oh something's over here and we're like all right let's go over there and explore that area and then yeah you know whatever 
So yeah, we have a general route done, and then we uh, we get going. And then there's this other app that we found, which you could find free camping spots all along the area, like all around Europe, pretty much. Oh, like you mean like places to, like plug in your RV and all that? Kind of some places we just park for the night for free, and some places had plugs, some had showers. And so we knew every three days around we had to top up on our water, on our electricity, and empty out like our toilet and shower yeah. uh, thing. So we knew every three days we had to go to an official real campsite, you know, with like kids and tents and everything like that. And at the end of the day, we could just stay kind of wherever we wanted. For on the cheap, yeah. On for free, you know, which is yeah. great. And so we're driving through, we decided we wanted to go to Liechtenstein because we're like, who goes to Liechtenstein? We do. Yeah, it's a country that a lot of people don't even know exists. Like, it's smaller. Liechtenstein, like who ever talks about Liechtenstein? It, it's right between uh Germany and Switzerland. Yes. Right? Doesn't yes. have its own airport. I believe you have to if you were to fly there, you'd fly to like Switzerland, then take a bus. You know? Probably. It's like a country of thirty thousand people, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's literally smaller than Rhode Island. But I have always wanted to go. I've always wanted to go to these tiny countries that yeah. nobody goes to, yeah. So we went there, stopped for stopped for a bit, walked up this mountain, saw some castles. And German also the official language there, right? Yeah. speak German, so that was easy. And then we keep going, and then like the trip really started picking up when we were in Switzerland because it's just it's just it's undescribably beautiful. Mm. Like every photo you've seen doesn't even do it justice. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. A country yeah. like this should not exist. It's just not fair for everyone else. It's just not fair. Everything yeah. they and have. By the way, uh, go ahead and um, if you're listening to this, hit up the extras page on our website. We'll have pictures of this trip. Yes, I'll, I'll, I'll put up my pictures Alex, that I yeah. that I took. Yeah, in Switzerland, things really started picking up just because of the endless. Like where vistas are you, and, you just constantly going to like small little like villages and that was kind of the plan and there was a few like photo spots we wanted to go along the way and then we saw like let's try to go through villages if we can if the rv can fit if we're allowed to travel to them because some you can't cities mostly but the villages are usually fine yeah and that was fantastic and one of my favorite spots we stayed at was this place called grimsel pass and that was on the top of a mountain i think about two thousand ish meters high like really high up maybe one five i don't know and we go up there and um we decided not to fill up on beer before we got into the mountains. And my buddy's like, oh, we'll, we'll find a grocery store along the way. I'm like, dude, we're going up the mountains. In the middle of nowhere. Like up these terrifying, wavy, small roads. like That are on the edge of a cliff, right? On the edge of a, not of a cliff, of a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> on the edge of yeah, a the, mountain. the cliff on the mountain. A right. cliff on the mountain. Right. To a thousand meters high. Do we'll find something. Of course we didn't. So we found this place at the top of this mountain. And this little uh, restaurant. And we just go up and we're like, hey, can we crash here for the night? Can we park outside and crash for the night? And it's like, you can pay um, 20 euros or you can buy like 10 euros worth of beer or food or whatever. Beer me. I'm like, all right, we'll get a few beers then. <laughs> and so we got like, I think 10 euros of beer was like three beers and like that, not even. And like, just this probably wasn't a standard, like he just kind of made this up, right? Like, he's yeah, like, yeah, it was kind of like a nice thing. Right. And we're like, we don't need your bathroom or anything. We just want a place to crash for the night because like we're up here and like it's getting dark. It's like, yeah, no problem. So we stayed there for the night and we woke up to like, I'll post this picture of just like mountains for as far as the eye can see. Yeah. And then behind us, we see like all the snow. And mind you, it's like 28, 30, 30 degrees out. So it's warm. But then we're walking on snow doing this hike up this mountain in our shorts and t-shirts, you know? And a little stream comes down. We fill up our water bottles with this alpine, fresh, perfect water. Like Probably tastes freezing. Amazing. Yeah. Freezing cold, beautiful, yeah. so tasty water. Just like melted snow. Yeah. Oh, man. And um, I don't know, like... We also went to Northern Italy as well. In Northern Italy, they speak German, which... To Zud Tirol, probably. Yeah. That, yeah that's yeah. the half German speaking, half English, uh, yeah. Italian speaking. Yeah. Super bizarre. You're like, you're in Italy eating pasta, speaking German. Kind of cool. But yeah, like, there's no real whole point of the story. My whole point is to say, like, 
it was an amazing trip and I recommend anyone else, if you have the opportunity to, to do it. It wasn't super expensive, uh, except for the gas and the van itself was between three dudes and none of us have a lot of money anyway. So like if we can do it, a lot of people can do it if you're in Europe already. Anything split three ways is, is better than one way. Than, or better than two ways even, Jeff. <laughs> um, do the math. And also Switzerland, to all the people from Switzerland, I know we have a few listeners there. I love your country. It's so gorgeous. Of course. Have you ever been to like an actual like city like Zurich or Basel? Uh, or... I've been to Basel once. Okay. Yeah, I've that's pretty cool. Interlaken, which is uh, literally means in between two lakes. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, very pretty area. And it's, it, it, Switzerland's in, interesting generally, right? Like, it, it, Switzerland's gorgeous. The only problem it has is that it's insanely expensive. Insane. The, the, the Swiss franc uh, is just insane. So, I mean... Yeah, all I can use as an example of is like a McDonald's meal that you normally spend like seven euros for. You go there, it's like 12, 13, 14 euros. It's, it's, it's equivalent in Swiss francs. Like, like everything's just very expensive. Yeah. When I was walking around Basel this one time, um, you, you can like, you can feel the wealth on the streets. <laughs> right. Like you look around, it's unbelievably clean. The buildings are clean. They don't even have like dirt on them or anything. Mm. The streets are clean. The people are dressed super nice. Like the, the country. Just yeah, you can you can smell those Swiss francs in the air. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Now, if you're on a low budget, I'd say still go. Just but just go for like two days max, or like you yeah. else you won't be able to afford it for a full week if you're on a low budget. I mean, if you're for Switzerland for sure, for Switzerland, yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah. or like in the road trip, we didn't spend a lot of money in Switzerland because we no hotels, yeah, no hotels. We packed our own foods. So we cooked a lot. Every once in a while, we would stop for some restaurants, get some local food, whatever. But mostly, like we cooked every night, you know, pasta. We had eggs in the morning. So like we, we did it in a really cheap way. Uh, but we, when we did have food in Switzerland, it was crazy expensive. Yeah. So just, just keep that in mind, you know, like put that on your route, but just don't apply too many days to Switzerland. <laughs> if you're on a low budget, if, if you've got the money, then of course, you know. Then Switzerland's your place. By all means. Yes. Dude, that, that was an awesome story. I mean, there's probably a lot of people back. I know if it was me, I'm 18 year old, I'm earlier 20s back at home, never been to Europe before. Even now, I live here, and I listen to that story, and I'm like, I want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like a road trip to the Alps. I mean, well, I, I, yeah. I, I, one more thing too that was really cool for this trip that I don't know if you'll see in a lot of places was one night we had um, we we're just hanging out, and it was near a lake, and you can see the mountains next to us, and we could see a storm was coming in, so we put out the the awnings, like hung out outside. Twenty minutes later. It started raining, and then like after that, you couldn't see the mountains, you couldn't see anything, and it was like a flash flood. Oh my god! And it was just it was just pretty wild because the storms up there, you know, a little bit. Did you guys run inside the truck? Yeah, we put the awning down because we didn't want the break. We ran inside the van, and it's kind of like, all right, let's just play cards, I guess. Because when you're twenty four seven with two people, sometimes it can get a little bit. You get a little stir crazy, you know what I mean? Because you're in the same van all day, every day. Absolutely. So that's yeah. that's also something to consider. Go with people you really like. Luckily, I love those people I went with, so it was fine. But uh, keep that in mind. Uh, and actually, that's honestly an amazing transition. Oh, okay. Because my next story, uh, again, involves my friend Jameson. Speaking of being stuck with somebody 24-7, uh -huh. when you're backpacking with somebody for a month or two months. True. You are with that person 24 hours a day. And uh, yeah, you have to choose your, correctly because you might even have a good friend that you think would be a great person to do that with. And then yeah. you find out. It's, it's like when you... There's some like people, the roommate some, rule. Exactly. There's some people, that's my best friend. You move in with them, you're like, this is the worst person ever. <laughs> and I think that's a very underrated thing people don't consider about when they want to travel or backpack around is um, understand you will be with this person all day, every day, for better or for worse, and whether you can do that or not. Right. And it's a lot. And again, there's... 
there's of course amazing moments constantly, but there will be downtimes, you yeah. know, where you know maybe it gets a little boring or you know. For but, sure. But so pick your people. Luckily with uh, Jameson. We went on several like months long backpacking trips. Nice. I think we had like one fight out of all. Like we like we were paired pretty nicely. We were both pretty easygoing, and uh, so it worked out. Anyway, so this next story is also with Jameson. I think it's on the same backpacking trip, which is the my first one. Okay. So uh, we end up in uh, Paris, in uh, oh, Paris, sexy. and. Um, Many back. We did not have a good time. That's a whole other story for a whole other time. Okay. Um, but after a few days of being in Paris, seeing the Eiffel Tower, all that, blah blah blah, getting scammed, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're like, okay, well, we want to go to the the Normandy uh, beaches, you know, where uh, um, yeah. where the the D Day landings in World War Two were. Because you're a huge World War Two buff. Yeah, for yeah. People who don't know. Yeah, I'm a World War Two buff. Plus, you know, as as an American, it's like you kind of want to if if you're nearby, you're like sure. you want to go check it out, and it's it's a huge part of history. Um, and the American cemeteries there, which you know. Um, oh wow. Okay. Um. So uh, so we decide, hey, like let's let's go check that out, and so we look, and again back then we're. Kind of like you were every day making up where we're going. There's no plan. That's the best. We, we had a Euro Eurorail pass, which meant you could hop on any train going anywhere, and you're good to go. You just don't have a seat reservation, but you can go anywhere you want. Right. So we're like, okay, how do you get there? And you know, we smartphones don't exist. Don't have smartphones, so it's really you're looking at a paper map. And so you're like, okay, then that looks like the nearest uh, town that a train will take you to is called uh, I think it was called Bayou, Bayou or Bayou. Ends in an X, you know, it's like typical French. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. That's silent X, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we see that's kind of like the jumping off point to, if you want to get to um, these D-Day beaches and all that kind of stuff. So sure. we're, okay, so we go on a, get on a train towards there. Now, we're planning this as a day trip, meaning going and coming back the same day. Ah. So we bring nothing. So with, fr- from Bayou fr- fr- out and no, then back yeah, to Bayou. From, yeah, from Paris, from Paris to Bayou. We're there, going to check out the... Uh, World War II history, a few hours, come back in the evening, back to Paris, right? I'm, I'm going to assume that did not work. <laughs> we will find out because <laughs> we have a hotel in Paris. And so so we bring no... Oh, shit. Okay. So so we're coming back. So you weren't backpacking there. You just wanted to go for a day trip there this with is all your to- stuff back in Paris. Yeah, yeah, we're in Paris just doing okay. a quick day trip because we figured there's not really many days worth of stuff to do there. So we just do a day trip. So we have no backpack with us. We, have, we bring nothing with us. We dress because it's a, it's a warm day. So... Shit. We have thin shirts on, and he had shorts, I had pants, but still, like, no jacket, no jumper, no... We, we have nothing with us. Just keep that in mind, okay? So so we go. We, we get to Bayou. It's this tiny little village with nothing going on. The, the whole... The only reason people go here is because this is where the train goes. You get off. You take a taxi to the D-Day beaches. You take a bus, whatever, right? So we get there. Um, I think it was around lunchtime. And we're just kind of walking around. Again, no phones. So it's kind of like a lot of just like, how do we get to these beaches? No idea. Just walking around asking people, but nobody speaks English. Um, so we're having a little trouble. And finally, you know, and we're on a budget. So we don't want to take a taxi. But after a while of getting nowhere with yeah. anything, uh, we're like, okay, let's take a taxi. So we find, let's get a taxi. Taxi driver doesn't speak any English. Um, and But we're trying to explain to him, like, we, we wanted to specifically go to Omaha Beach, which is uh, the famous beach, of course, if you watch Saving Private Ryan, um, you know, where there's That's like where shit went down. heavy American casualties. Of course, there was uh, several other beaches, um, like Sword and Gold and Juno, etc. other beaches. So I'm not uh, saying one is worth visiting more than the others. Just, just that was what we decided upon because that we had limited time. So he seems to say that he knows what we're saying. And so he goes. And we kind of notice, okay, it's taking a little longer than it should. Um, but eventually we get somewhere. And, uh, somewhere. 
And we get there, and of course, it's it's not where we wanted to go. It's some random beach that's kind of like on the edge of the uh, former invasion beaches. Oh man! Um, there's like a few kind of little pillboxes and bunkers around, but it's it's not where we wanted to go at all. Like we're pretty far, and at this time, at this moment, we have not enough time or money to actually to go somewhere else, in- in- including getting back. No, no, we have that's like we have enough to get back. But okay, like, but right, like we don't have the time to like. Okay, a new taxi driver to take us to the beach we actually want to go to. That's not gonna happen. <laughs> so, but but okay, but we're on the coast of Fran- of the English Channel and Fran- France is beautiful. So we're looking around. We're checking sure. checking out the few bits of history that are there. Um, you know, whatever decent time. And then we decide kind of late. Oh, like now, let's, hey, let's walk over to the American Cemetery, kind of pay our respects, go over there. Of course, we get there about two minutes after it closes. So gates closed, and oh, man. so everything is going wrong this day. So we get there, and we can just kind of look inside through the gate, and we're like, "Okay, we fucked that up. Sorry." And then now, so yeah, now it's evening. It's about five o'clock, and so we go um, back to where the taxi driver dropped us off, hoping to catch a taxi kind of back into Bayou, and then from Bayou catch the train back to Paris, right? And uh, we're finding that there's really not, this is not a popular place for taxis that this guy took us. So we're waiting around, waiting times, you know, evening's going by and there's only so many trains back to Paris. So we're kind of getting a little anxious. And this group of Australian guys who just like us, and so they're all in shorts, t-shirts, like I think they're wearing less than us. They're just like a, like some guy just like a wife beater on nothing, right? (laughs) Cause it's warm around the beach and they come up and, and we notice they're standing there too. And we start, we start talking to them and they're like, Oh, you guys are trying to get back to Bayou as well. Oh, yeah, but me too. We've been waiting forever, blah, blah. And then so we decide, hey, let's, hey, let's all split it. If a cab comes, let's split it, split a taxi, save some money. You know, they're also on a budget. I think there's like four of them, five of them. Yeah. And eventually a taxi comes, thank God. So we take it into um, Bayou, get to the train station. And as we're getting off, we notice that there's a train rolling into the station, right? And so we're like, oh, okay, we should catch that. And then if, if one guy mentions, hey, you know, I'm pretty hungry. Maybe we should eat, you know, catch the next train. And we're like, oh, okay. And then there's, there's a there's a French uh, kind of uh, train station employee, you know, to- think of like the Deutsche Bahn, kind of typical Deutsche Bahn right. guy, but, you know, for the French yeah, yeah. railway, standing there with this typical, you know, like pocket watch and everything, you know. So we ask him, he speaks limited English, but we say several times, uh, there's more trains to back to Paris. And he just keeps saying, we, 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 we. Man, <laughs> after everything that went wrong, you didn't take that first train you could have. True, but again, it wasn't that late, and we asked this guy several times, very slowly, more, more trains, more trains, Paris. He goes, yeah, we, 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 and so we all, so we all look at each other. We just met. We're having a good time talking with these guys. Sure. Again, we're eighteen. We're just having a fun, uh, you know, uh, backpacking trip. So we're like, hey, let's eat here at the little cafe at the train station, have a beer, take our time, catch the next train. No big deal, right? You know. God. So we're eating, we're eating, and. Uh, and, uh, you know, we finish, we pay our bill, but we're still chilling at the cafe because it's, it's on the platform basically right there. So right. we're just waiting for the next train to come by. Time's, time's going. We're noticing the sun's dwindling <laughs> a little bit. And uh, interesting. And then we see another tr- uh, train station employee, and she's locking the doors to the train station. Oh, no. So we, w- we run over to her, and we're like, when's the next train to Paris? And we're like, she's like, do you see me locking up? She's like, yeah, it was about an hour ago with the last train to Paris. <laughs> 
and we're, we're like, what? But the guy, <laughs> I, I knew this was coming. Yeah. And I knew this the story was going, but it's still funny when you say it. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, she's like, next train, uh, nine a.m. or whatever. And we're, we're like, oh no. And so, uh, so we have that moment where we're all pissed and we freak out. But again, we're on a backpacking trip, so we're pretty. You're obviously, you're a flexible human being, right? So, sure. still annoying. You're paying for this hotel room that you're not in. Whatever. Okay, whatever. We, we let's get a hotel here. We crash. No big deal. So we start walking around the town only to find every hotel is completely, utterly booked. There are no free beds. Of course. Why would there be? So we spend the next two hours, and now at this point it is pitch dark. We're walking from every hostel. And again, this isn't like, this isn't Paris. So there's a limited number of places. <laughs> there's a few. There's like, I, I, I have a really good yeah. picture in my head of yeah. what this place looks like. I think we've all been to a place like this. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's maybe five, six, seven hotels slash hostels max, right? Right. We're going to each. Nothing booked finally we go to the last one and we're like uh, who he spoke the best english and we're like sir please can you can you call can you call for because again none of us have uh, phones uh this is 2005 we specifically didn't bring our phones because at that time calling from europe without a plan it was just like, super expensive we didn't have phones true and oh yeah true i yeah. think one of the australian guys had a phone but he, he didn't know who to call it's not a smartphone it's like an old school cell phone right and so the guy calls and because he knows all the the local hotel guys right? and, and for everyone i know this was two years before the iphone came out so exactly this, this is really you know yeah exactly so old the guy, school so the guy's nice enough he calls every hotel he knows in town <laughs> oh that's super nice and he gets back to us and he's like Sorry, guys, there's not a single bed in all of Bayou. <laughs> How does this happen? And this is where the story gets more interesting. So it was a warm day, but at night, it's getting, it's the, the temperature is dropping. And eventually, the temperature dropped to about 48 degrees Fahrenheit. So it's cold. Yeah, it's, that's chilly. That's, it's very chilly, especially considering we have, don't even have a single jacket. We're, oh, half, half of us are in shorts, T-shirts. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing just a simple thin button-up shirt because it was a hot day. The temperatures have dropped. Now we're cold. And it's at this point we get, before we're kind of like laughing it off, like, hey, no luck, right? Now we're getting concerned because it's getting cold. <laughs> and now officially there is no rooms for us. Now, now we're scared of death. Yeah. And again, it's a tiny town. So at this point, everything, there's nothing, a single thing open. There's no restaurants. There's no, there's nothing, nowhere to go. There's no 24 no, hour diners. There's nothing. Exactly. <laughs> tiny little uh, village. Okay. So now we're having issues. So now desperation comes in. We see a church. We, we think of movies. Uh, pr- priests let you come in, would let you come in and sleep on the, in the, you know, on the pews, right? In the church, maybe. So we're knocking on the church, bringing no, nobody answering. And then we look and we see it's actually like a museum. So there's not even any priests living there anymore. So it's screwed there. Wait, do priests live in churches? It's where you hope, that's where you, at the moment, in that moment, you hope that that's where they live. That's where you hope there's a monk or something and he comes and, oh, hello, but nothing happens. So holding a candle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. In his like long 18th century gown. Yeah. And the hat on. Exactly. Yeah. That's what you're hoping for. Right. But, sure. but that's like our last ditch. Nothing happens. So now we're like, okay, so now we're going back to the hotels before. Okay. And we're going to the hotel uh, and I'm going to the, and I'm what are you to, saying? Like, are you sure? No, no, no. I'm going back to the hotel manager. I said, okay, w- w- what's the room cost per night? Okay. Each of us will pay you double that to just sit in your lobby on your couch. Cause you know, there's lobbies to the couch, right? We will sit here, be quiet. We'll not, not sleep. We'll do every single time. I got the same answer. No, you Americans just cause trouble. America, get out, get out. It's all anti-American. Get out, get out, get out. Everyone's rude. Nobody. And we're like, sir, it's cold. Please. We will sit. We'll sit here. Upright, not lay down, sit here. We'll pay you, what was your room cost? 30 euro? We'll pay 60 euro, each of us. 
I mean, I can imagine they've had a lot of American tourists trying to go to the to the beaches yeah, before. Yeah, doing. And they had a lot of bad experiences. I, I don't I know, guess, but like, and, come and, on, and we, throw you a bone. And we were like a bunch of 18, 19, 20-year-olds. We probably, fair probably didn't look uh, respectable, whatever. But we're, we're saying, no, sit. And, and one guy, he had like a roaring fire. And we're like, oh, it's so warm in here, please, sir. And no. So, so then it's like, where can we go? The only place we can go is the train station platform. It has a bench with like one wall so it's like it's not indoors it's just it's outdoors right there's just like one wall on one side and then there's like a bench oh man and there's a light thank god because it's dark so we go we sit there and we're like this is this is where we're gonna be right so so we're there and the first like hour or two are okay like we're talking and getting you know but then it comes to like it's like midnight we're all exhausted tired and and now we're physically shaking because we're like so cold you know like we're all just shit and shaking <laughs> this story's not funny anymore yeah. now, now it's terrifying and then even more desperation comes in and then we're like okay we need to find like a metal barrel we we'll start a fire and they're like like hobos doing the movies like we need to you know. but of course all the trash cans around there are just metal rings with like a trash bag hanging through it yeah that's but, very uh but, french yeah because uh i think it was like a so that somebody couldn't put a, a bomb in there or something like that so there, there are no metal barrels so but it's, that's where we're at and then at some point we decide there was some hostel that was drying some uh, towels outside. One guy was like, hey, I'm going to go steal the towels. We can wrap ourselves in them. But he couldn't find a way to hop the fence. And it was like this desperation coming in. And um, and then the, like a few kind of homeless people started coming out, acting really bizarre. And we're like, now we're kind of freaking out. And and we're like, okay, I think because there's six of us. I think we can take them if they come over here and do something. Like it was the longest night of my life. So from we're there from like... 9, 10 p.m.-ish till 9 a.m. the next day. So 12 hours, didn't sleep a minute. And by the early morning, we're a bunch of strangers. We were all hugging each other, like, for the warmth. Like, just, like, like, no shit. Yeah, cuddling together with these Australian guys that we just met. But but by the morning, it was like, they were, like, our best friends. You know, like, we'd, we'd gone through war. Like, yeah, you, know what I mean? you guys have been, which yeah. is ironic considering where you were. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's so, incredible. So that, that's why I'm not going to compare that experience to actual war. I'm just joking when I say yeah, that. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it was just, like, this horrifying, long, cold night that just never seemed to end. Yeah, and then the uh, the morning comes, and that one train station attendant that told us, yeah, there's another train to Paris. He comes, whistling, opens up his, uh, you know, unlocks all the doors to train station, and he looks and he goes, oh, you still here? Why are you still here? And we all ran past, I think one of them was, like pushed him out of the way because... At this point, we're, we haven't eaten in 12 hours, and and all the candy machines were inside the station. Oh, okay. So we, like, pushed them out of the way, and we each got, like, five Snickers bars and just, like, downed them and got water and, like, you know, because we hadn't eaten or drank anything the whole night. And then, then we catch the, the train home. We all passed out. And uh, unfortunately, when we, when we arrived at Paris... We completely missed the. We weren't able to say goodbye to the guys because like there wasn't enough seats next to each other. So me and my friend sat in a different train car than them. And then we arrived in Paris and we all I think we we woke up like in a daze. Super daze. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? Oh, Paris, get off, get off. And we got off and then we could never find the guys again and never got their phone. And there was oh man, there was um, Facebook was only like a year old at that point, so nobody used that wasn't a thing anymore. So like you know MySpace them. No, no. So, but we never, I don't, can't even remember, couldn't tell you their names or anything. But if you're listening, guys, uh, you know, it was uh, glad you were there because it, it made it easier for sure. I re- we, we do have some listeners in Australia. I really hope some of them heard this podcast before and are like, oh my God, that's this Jeff. And they'll hit you up. That would be 
incredible. Yeah, me and my friend for years, we were trying to think of ways, like how can we find these guys? Like it'd be fun just to connect with them, but it's, we don't have names. We don't have, don't have how old they were. Don't have, uh, I have one picture. Actually, I'm gonna put this picture. It's us, it's like 2 a.m. It's us freezing on this bench in at the train station. We have one picture that I will post and I think two of the guys are in the picture. So uh, brilliant. maybe somebody can check that. That is an insane story, man. I feel bad for you guys. That sounds awful. But yeah, sorry guys. That was probably went a little long, but uh, you know, there, there's a lot of details there. So and it's funny too. We, we have written down here just like a few names of stories you want to talk about. Uh, and uh, we have not gotten to a few of them. So this could, if you guys like this episode, please let us know. If you don't like it, also please let us know. Yeah. Because if you do, we'll, we'll, we'll do this again. Um, sure. And if not, we will never do it again. We will never do it again. We will, Unless... we will burn this audio footage. You'll never hear it. <laughs> We're going to burn the footage of, the, of this MP3. Look how everything I said wrong there. I called it footage, which audio is not which footage. Is not. You cannot burn footage or audio. Nope. So there was a lot going wrong in that sentence. It's so, okay, Jeff. It's just making sure you know We this. got your sentiment. Okay. But yeah, we we really like to know um, if, if you like this type of episode because I had a good time. Me too. I really enjoyed it. It's a kind of therapeutic kind of like uh, yeah. remembering these things, you know. It's fun. Like there are things I haven't thought about in a while, so. Yeah, that's good. And. Yeah, let us know. That's a good place to wrap things up. It is. Um, uh, give me one more splash of this whiskey before we, you know, uh, think about it in more detail. There you go. Okay. Cheers. Cheers. It's good. I've liked it the whole time. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. I, I mean, we. I think. Did you refill my glass just once during the tour? Maybe twice. Once. I don't know. I feel, we fill the once. If we refill my own once, and that's kind of the test. Do they like it? If if we if we need more dirt before the review comes, that means we like it, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's it's very smooth. It, it, it's a different type of flavor. Something super crazy strong in any direction. No, it's kind of subdued, but it, mm-hmm. but what's there is really good. Now, yeah. the, how was the burn? Not a huge burn, a bit, but it goes away kind of quickly. But enough, I think. But yeah. I, I think it's enough as well. I would definitely. Um, this, this is definitely shelf worthy. This is I great just to sip. And I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong. Hmm. Think it was only like 32 euro. I don't think this was pricey. Yeah, definitely shelf worthy. For 32 euro, this is very tasty. And I don't, I don't know if he, if he mentioned, there's a huge red dragon on this bottle. Which well, that that's the flag for Wales. If you don't know that, I feel stupid. I did not know that. I've yeah. never been to Wales. So it's funny the. The UK, their flag is a mixture of like Scotland and England, all their flags together, yeah, of right? Course. Yeah, yeah. But they have no dragon on there, which is bullshit because that's Wales' flag. They actually talk about it on the box if you like to hear this. Um, but you know what? I'm not going to read that. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> I'm going to give this whiskey a seven. What a tease! I'm going to give this whiskey a solid seven. You know, funny you said that because I was thinking, okay, I can't quite give it an eight, Mm-mm. but sometimes sometimes a seven doesn't feel good enough. Yeah. But I think it's a seven. So, no, you so, know what? So, so, I'm, go, so, I'm, I'm going to give it 7.5. That, that's where this lies. Nice. 7.5. Actually, sometimes I like the point fives because it saves you me. see? They grow on you. Yeah. I don't want to get stuck in one or the other. Exactly. You, know? you want to be specific. But it's, it's it's yeah. for Okay. 30 euro. Very tasty. It's very good. I, yeah, I, I like it a really, lot. From an interesting um, location. It's uh, got an interesting uh, backstory. Why and, not? And, and the bottle looks like a wine bottle, which is kind of cool, it I guess. It does look. So if... If you need to hide that in your, you know, your your <laughs> wife's wine, wine collection, coach. yeah. If like if she, if she if she's ashamed of your whiskey uh, fetish, you know, you could hide that one. <laughs> <laughs> Stupidest sentence ever. It is. 
But you're right. You could do that. Yes. Because <laughs> it is the exact shape as a normal wine bottle. Anyways, guys, um, thank you all again for listening yeah, and, and, stay, and staying with us through 66 episodes. We are not done. We do, we do not plan on stopping anytime soon. No, we are rocking and rolling. We got ideas. We got ideas. We took a break last Until week. Until we don't. And when we don't, we will let you know and we will be desperate and we'll need those ideas. But right, yes. right now we're feeling, it's it's we're always going back and forth between extreme confidence and extreme <laughs> like panic and worry. Yeah. But right now we're in the confidence. So. We're now we're in the confidence section. Yeah. We will be worried, I think, in three weeks from now. Exactly. We'll so when we... <laughs> When we post a story on Instagram with like tears running down our faces and like mascara running, <laughs> that's that's what you know. Check out our Instagram stories for our current moods <laughs> when we upload them like once a month. Anyways, everyone, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, we love all of you. Best fans in the history of every podcast or TV show or movie ever. Absolutely. And if you want a little bit, if you just can't get enough and you need a little extra tidbits like Alex's pictures of the Alps, you just need to go to agdwpodcast.com, hit that extra section, or you know what? Lately, we've had some interesting whiskey bottle pictures. Go check out our whiskey section. True. Even if you don't want to hear the reviews, just to see the cool pictures, because yeah. we we've been really uh, you know thinking outside the box because we have to. Because after sixty six episodes, there's only so many places you can place a whiskey bottle to make it look interesting. Yeah, in the same apartment. Yeah, in the so same we apartment. are literally going outside the box that is my living room. So I'm gonna start posting circular pictures just because it's literally not a box. <laughs> nice. Anyways, everyone, um, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, stay thirsty. Yeah. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers. Yes.